Okay, so let's try this way, and then I'll talk, like, towards it. We'll see if maybe it's just a problem with my voice, because... It's probably a problem with your voice, I would think, yeah. Oh, well, listen... That makes the most sense of any of the suggestions <laughs> that you've had today. I think if I were to, like, distill down my essence, I'm like Kermit the Frog without all the charisma, and I think I, I've accepted that now. Like, that you okay. sound like Kermit the Frog? No, that that's just who I am. Like, are if you I were trying to say that Emily is Miss Piggy? No, not even a little bit. No, 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 no. But I probably would respond to big Miss Piggy energy. (laughs) Like, I think that's what those weird people on the internet say when they're like, step on me and all that stuff. I think that's what they mean. Like, I don't want to be stepped on. But if we're talking more wholesome, like if that's Miss Piggy energy, then yeah, I get that. Um, Is it like the the evil vampire vampire from... Yeah, Lady Dimitri... Scoo. There's a scoo in there somewhere. <laughs> Demetra scoo. I don't have the name in front of me, so I can't say it. But yes, but like, but they say that about everything. Anytime there's a hot, tall person, they're like, "Step on me, please." I was like, "Is that? Is that thing? Should I be stepping on people? I'm not stepping on anybody." I think it's a BDSM thing, and you're very vanilla. So. I, 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 I'm pretty milk toast, but I, I need to talk to my wife. Maybe that's she feels unfulfilled because I'm not stepping on anybody. Maybe she needs to be stepping I on me. I don't she know. Wants to step on you is really. Is that what it would be? Is again? That's the is that the Miss Piggy energy? Because I don't. No, I don't want to be stepped on. Is Miss Piggy a boss bitch? That's really the, <laughs> the full deep dive analysis that I need. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you, you have too much energy now. <laughs> yeah, big Miss Piggy energy. That's big what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to like relate. Because people think it's like a like a joke people think it's like oh terry's like trying too hard like oh i get it you don't understand things I'm like no but like i'm honest about the shit i don't understand are we recording yeah we're okay, recording because now. i have a story about not understanding things so kyle recently like within the last month and a half did not know what furries were oh and so and just so just he, give him tumblr just give him tumblr and let him explore so he just discovered reddit right like a year ago <laughs> and he had never had like been an internet kid i guess like his parents didn't really (laughs) do that sort of thing so he didn't well we can relate a little bit to that growing up so he didn't know what any was so then he did a deep dive research project on oh no not like the sexual images and stuff but like what is it (laughs) you know and he was then giving me all these facts about yipping and all this other shit and i said i don't need to know any we don't need more details i need to know this is exactly the same is this like when I dropped down nodding? nodding? When I started talking about nodding? Because exactly. listen, people need to know that nodding is a thing, and not just in the animal kingdom, but in a lot of fan fiction. <laughs> a lot of, even know. This is a just, lot of fan fiction that involves so, so involves was, Sam and Dean specifically. They not a lot. And they're they're getting brother. and they're getting each other pregnant a lot too. In a lot of that fan what fiction. What I have to say to you is, why did he <laughs> feel like? What are you doing? I was just turning the gain up a little oh, bit. Okay. Why did he? Feel the need to not, and he didn't understand it, and this is, you know, just the, the ADHD of his brain. 100%. Like, I need to know what it is. And then he was like, so then anyway, we were looking at Halloween costumes, and he was like, oh, they have animal ones. You, you know, want to do like a furry thing? And I said, uh, is this you telling me that there's some sort of. I think he had an awakening. Sexual need? You know he that? was <laughs> like, absolutely not. It was mostly a joke. And I was like, mostly. Again, he again. just feels kink shame now. Like, you're going to find, he's going to cheat on you, he, and you're going to find out that it was with some woman in a furry costume. He said to me, are you kink shaming these people? When he was doing his research, I said, no. I just think <laughs> that you don't need to know all of these terms that I don't need to know, but now I do. <laughs> reminds me of that episode of community where uh the dean goes oh i hope this doesn't awaken something inside of me and, <laughs> it, and he's just purely into people dressed up as dalmatians now 
that that was my feeling. Like, like again, coming from such a like a, like repressed place, and like you know, we come from Michigan, way up north in the middle of nowhere. We we met some people that were out of the closet, but it was usually again still pretty milk toast. It's like they are just gay. That is the end of the sentence of descriptions. And as you as we grow up and like moved away from there, and people were more open to talking about stuff. I remember meeting somebody, and I was like, "Oh, so you're gay?" They're like, "Well, that's only part of it." And that's that, actually the least weird, <laughs> or like, the least abnormal. Exactly, that's like the least interesting thing about it. And when I met, and when I met, when I saw the dean, I was like, "This is exactly what that person was explaining to me." Like, no, 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 like you don't understand. Damn, like you can't put me into a box bro and i think I that's the and, and that, i think that's the weirdest part for for me like learning about anything like that because i also do deep dives like that like i want to understand because i am boring like <laughs> like I, I i remember so i my wife's gonna be mad i'm gonna tell a story but it's funny so i gotta so it, it, it's our wedding stuff like we're getting stuff together for our honeymoon which we didn't get right so this was like a year later we're finally gonna get our honeymoon and she bought handcuffs and she was like let's try it. i was like sure and i got real scared i was like i can't do the handcuffs she's like that's okay like I, I it was more like i thought maybe you'd be into it and i was like don't ever do anything that allows me to not do something she was like it's gonna be okay <laughs> it was like so far like just freaked me out i'm like can't do so she's like they're they're toys like you I, could leave if you wanted to I didn't they were on me at okay. first, it was like the th but I also didn't like the <laughs> so I was like freaked out like mm, I don't want you to feel like that you can't that's why I said like if we were to cha like channel me and something like I guess it'd be like Kermit without the charisma because like listen because sometimes Kermit like turns it on you know what I yeah, mean no. like like every once in a while like he's just a very nice guy <laughs> he's so just really chill. nicer than you oh he's definitely like, he's like, definitely nicer than me but I think a lot of mine is like i'm i'm much more curmudgeonly there than kermit but if i'm in a safe space i'm pretty nice right i think that hear me out a more appropriate <laughs> muppet reference for you is rizzo <laughs> but less charismatic than rizzo right. you know that little rat thing <laughs> because no rizzo's super charismatic though i agree so just less charismatic but he doesn't like a lot of people. He's a little curmudgeon-y, but he's very nice to, like, Gonzo. But then when I start drinking, I turn into the prawn. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> the prawn. I love that. I don't remember. Does he have any? Is, Pe is it Pepe? It's Pepe. Pepe the prawn, right? I love the Muppets. That's another thing. My wife doesn't like the Muppets. She I, freaked out by it? No, Some she just she didn't watch it as a kid, so she's just not into it. She's like, I don't get it. Pepe the King Prawn. The King Prawn. Oh, oh, king, all, he's the king. How dare you not know his title? <laughs> he's royalty. King Prawn. <laughs> My mistake. I apologize. He's There's the also king. a picture of him dressed up as The Rock. Hell yeah. With the necklace. <laughs> oh, it's a music. It's a video. Take it out of your state farm. <laughs> Oh my god. So this week, if you don't know, we're talking about Hocus Pocus, but before we get into that, uh, maybe we should introduce the podcast. We're just not used to this. We're actually recording this in the same room, which is real weird. Never happened before. First time. That's what happens when you start a, a podcast in the pandemic, and it's like, well, I just don't look people in the eyes anymore. I just, like, Did you ever? Sometimes. That's, I mean, when, once again, Rizzo energy. My wife pointed out, I make like Tom Cruise-like eye contact when I need to be on. 
right? So if, I, if I'm at a party and I need to be entertaining, I think I'm like, all right, let's look each other in the eyes. Like, what's your name? Say your name four times. Okay. Like, I, I know who you are. Or like job interviews, anywhere where I need to be charismatic. She's like, you go into a mode. You like, it's like, bam. Flip, flip, exactly. Flip, flip. Exactly. But when I'm at home, it's like, I don't look at anybody in the eyes. Like, I just like stare down. So, socially burnt out. Before we talk about, before we enter into the podcast, then, talking about, talking about Tom Cruise and looks, did you know that Christian Bale, when he plays in American Psycho, he is channeling an interview of Tom Cruise? Where Tom Cruise, he's like, I've never seen someone so happy looking with the most soulless eyes. So all I can think of, the whole, because you've seen American Psycho. Oh, yeah. I love so American good. Psycho. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, he is, it, once I saw that, I couldn't unsee him being, just portraying Tom Cruise. Can, did you ever see the interview of Tom Cruise? Can you send it to me? Because I need to oh, see yeah, that I'll interview. Oh, yeah, I'll send it okay. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's necessary, but, oh, I love it. But that is probably what comes across, because it's not, like, I'm charismatic to a point, but really it's like, well, I want people to feel comfortable around me, which, as I say all these sentences, sounds very sociopathic, and that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Is it? No. So, anyways, hello and welcome to Right in the Field, the only podcast that talks about the stuff that used to matter to you when you were a child, and then you grew up and got sad and had to get a job, and you work 40 to 80 to 100 to 120 hours per week, and you just want that little bit of serotonin to come back to you, like when you were a kid, and you saw the Power Rangers, and you heard that song, and the, the metal kicked in, and they said, it's morphin' time, and you heard someone yell something about a Tyrannosaurus. Oh, and you were excited for the first time and only time, and that was the last time you were excited. That is this podcast. We're going to remind you that you're sad now, but you didn't used to be. Um, or you did, <laughs> and you didn't know what was happening. Exactly. I did get some feedback recently that people didn't feel sad about their nostalgia until I said these things. I was going to suggest that maybe we should, you know, just every episode doesn't have to be sad to start mm, out. Mm, mm, mm. This <laughs> show is, a, is right in the feels, and that right is a right hook. Right in <laughs> Right into your gut. I want you to cry. What I have to say is the feels could be like a Pixar movie feels, though, where it's real fucking sad and adult, but then at the end you're like, feel some wholeness? So it's like that. It's not like we just want you to be sad. We want you to feel like how you felt inside out when Bing Pong. When Bing Pong dies. But then at the end, it's it's I want you, this is what I, when I do these intros, I want you to remember your childhood and then I want you to remember it's gone. So you have to listen to us talk about these things so you can get a little bit of it back. My name is Terry Smith, with me is Chelsea, and today we're talking about Hocus Pocus. Uh, not the, not the Great Malenko song from ICP. We're talking about Hocus Pocus from Disney. Very different. Does anyone know who ICP is anymore? Apparently it's big on TikTok. Which is, is that the oldest sentence I've ever said? Apparently it's big on TikTok. (laughs) Yes, ICP is big on TikTok. I have a question about TikTok because as I was listening to my 2000s workout playlist the other day. (laughs) That was also the oldest sentence. Yes, the song TikTok by Kesha came out and I said, does she get any royalties? No. From them? No, and you know what? Stealing greatness? And I've heard a lot of Kesha audios. I have not heard any TikTok audio uh, of TikTok. I just, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, for the sure. But also, I feel like she should get some royalties. But I feel like like Gen Z stuff is like, they miss out on some of the meta. Like, the millennials are really, we're the meta culture generation. Like, we talk about the things that talk about the things. That's that's what a podcast is, right? That's what this podcast is. So, I mean, like, every time I bring up a podcast on this podcast, like, I worry that, like, I'm going to see the top spinning from Inception and it's not going to fall over. Don't talk about Inception. <laughs> first, first my brain. So- 
see like adhd distilled listen to this podcast i say see and then i said listen um <laughs> listen to this podcast and you listen to two people who need to be way more heavily medicated than they currently are while drinking caffeine <laughs> why did you have your phone up your hand up like a phone when you were because <laughs> they're listening so my kids pointed dear out reader, like... it is like dear reader <laughs> People don't know that show. People don't know talk radio anymore. Uh, um, my kids pointed out that when I hang up the phone, uh, when I'm talking to somebody in the car, I wave. Okay. And it's just like this instinctual, like I'm waving like we're doing a Zoom call or something. Like you can see what's <laughs> happening even though you cannot. Um, <laughs> but anyways, Hocus Pocus, uh, one of our favorite Disney movies. It's got real DCOM energy, which is why I think I love it as well as why I love DCOM so much. Um, let me drop a couple of facts for you. So, what okay. year... Grandpa. <laughs> Hocus Pocus came out in 1993, the year we were born, which yep. is kind of weird. Because that's, like, one of my earlier movies, which it would be if you are born, but, like, you don't remember it the year you were born. No, it feels like it came out when I watched it for the first time. Exactly, but the probably... The around me. It was probably just when our really poor families could afford to buy the really puffy case VHS no, of it. No, absolutely not. I watched it on TV. Wonderful World of Disney, and then they played it on Disney Channel just like a bunch yeah. afterwards. Probably heavily edited, but I don't know. Disney was flying by the seat of their pants a little bit back then. I don't then. think I have ever seen an edited version of You don't it. think so? I don't think so. I think it's always been... Because, you know, like sometimes if you put it on TV, if it's too long, but it's not that long a movie. But, right. And also, I don't think that anything in it is deemed problematic enough well that's i wonder about it from disney standards because i i don't think so either but i watched it with my kids recently my kids are four and five and they're talking about people dying they're talking about death they're talking about virgins all the time which yeah. is just something that you wouldn't see in a disney channel movie now or not disney channel but just a disney movie period like luckily like i don't know how my kids ask me the darndest shit if they mention like they're they're really vocab heavy like they're really smart kids so when they hear a word they don't know they turn and they ask me but something about maybe my face, like when they kept talking about virgins, my kids did not turn and ask me, Dad, what's a virgin? They said, we don't need to know that. They were just like, that's, that's fine. The they kept asking about the candle, why is the magic black coming yeah. from it and stuff like that. But they didn't ask what a virgin was. It was like, perfect. They were wondering why Ice uh, was such a, a jerk and why he kept taking uh, his shoes. Yeah, the sneakers, exactly. <laughs> So one of the best reveals in movie history is when they turn the camera and you, you see, see that he had ice <laughs> shaved into his head. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. My name's Ice now. Like, how could you forget? It shaved <laughs> in the back of my head. Exactly. So he can't forget. They're like, like the other mirror. He's like, what's my name today? <laughs> real Balkan skull energy coming from those oh, two. 100%. I love it. I feel like that was just a trope, a huge trope in the 90s, though. Totally. Bad guy, no offense. No, he was. He was a bigger guy. Skinny guy, bullies. Exactly. But who was the leader? It depends. It depends on who what the scene needs. See the same thing in the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Disney just keeps doing it. It's man. a good joke. It's, listen, it's a joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> Wait, so human. But one of the things that happens with them is just like what happens with Bulk and Skull later on when it comes to like Power Ranger stuff. They're always the ones that are down to talk about it. And I've seen like a bunch of interviews of those two actors wanting to talk about Hocus Pocus because that was like a highlight of their career but yeah. also they're just like it's fun to talk about we were in this awesome movie we'll talk about it all day dude but you probably hear my dog whining oh, in the yeah. background <laughs> I told him he can't leave the room so he's just whining <laughs> he wants to come record with us <laughs> he hears you you're one of his favorites so he wants to come and play his breath smells so bad 
I have to feed him fish, like, exclusively, because it's all he'll eat. So, not, like, raw fish, but it's fish-based dog food. Yeah, he's not dog food. He's not that level of elite. <laughs> Listen, I talk about how poor I am. Like, he's not getting, he's not getting fish. He's just seafood brand dog food. Exactly. Yeah, that's not bad. Any viewers who are feeding your dog that, if you can help it, don't. I, I have to. It's all he'll I eat. I know that he's got that something. In, in between, when I didn't feed him that, I had to, like, I cooked it. Like, you know those commercials for the wet dog food where you see, like, the butler and he's cooking? Yeah, that's that's what I did for him for, like, months. And well, he said, haha. Well, I finally figured out what the allergy was. It was to beef. So if I didn't mess with any beef, like, it, like additives, I could cook him fish. Anyways, Hocus Pocus, dude. Jesus, focus. So... Hocus Pocus came out in 1993. It's about witches. You get it. It was on Disney. It also starred the guy from Erie, Indiana, which if anyone remembers that awesome Fox Kids show, I loved Erie, Indiana. Only a year later. So Erie, Indiana got canceled, and they were like, Hocus Pocus? And he was like, hell yeah. Can we talk about the best thing about it? It's directed by Kenny Ortega, <laughs> who is of high school musical fame and several other uh, dance, dance films. I, I, I feel like I, I came really yeah I'm pretty sure I, I came from a time where like it was fun to make fun of high school musical and then we all kind of grew up and people were like no I love high school musical the same way we love decoms mm -hmm. which it is a decom right the first two it is. I just I don't connect with it at all he did can almost fire pretty in pink Ferris Bueller's day off and dirty dancing what did he do in pretty in pink choreographic Oh, choreography. Choreography. Photography. I was reading it. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I thought you meant directed. I was like, he did not direct Pretty Epic, but well, he did the choreography. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He, I don't uh, remember any, like, intense dance scenes in that, but they did go to a dance, so there were dance scenes that need to be he choreographed. He directed movies, High School Musical, Michael Jackson's This Is It, The Tendons, and Julie and Was it the version with Christian Bale in it? The Michael Jackson? No, the Newsies. <laughs> because uh, full circle here. It is. Oh my Peter god. And Margaret and Robert yeah. Oh my god, that's so awesome. Right. Kenny Ortega, listen to that. It might be the goat of the episode. <laughs> so the whole idea of Hocus Pocus is kid moves to a small town. Is it Salem? Or is it just yeah, a, it's Salem. Uh, is it just straight up Salem? Oh, it's straight up. They and, are not beating around the bush on the nose with you. And they have this ghost story or witch story, if you will, about the Sanderson sisters. We get to see their origin story where they, they were real, they were witches, they were eating kids, and one kid outsmarts them. It's McGee from fucking NCIS. NCIS with the voice of Jason Marsden, which is Max. Thackeray, though? Yeah, Thackeray. <laughs> Thackeray Binks. I just thought it was Zach, and she I, had a lisp. I, same. Forever. For until I was embarrassingly too old to not know. I'm talking two weeks ago when I rewatched <laughs> it with my children. Not as long as you, but... And my kids are like, Thackeray. I'm like, no, guys, it's Zachary. And they're like, no, Dad, you're dumb. And I'm like, listen, you're probably right. And I look it up, and they were. I'm real big dumb, and his name is Thackeray. Yep. Is that an old-timey name? Or did, were they just like, well, it kind of sounds old-timey. sounds like a last name. <laughs> like Bing should be his first name. Bing Thackeray makes more sense. Well, Thack, like, like, like a Thacker, like a Thatcher. A Thatcher. Thank you. That's why I was thinking it should be a last name, like you know Smith or something. Well, you know the, the you know the Thackeray on yeah. on, <laughs> on I nine, like. <laughs> <laughs> and his little sister Emily, so cute. Yeah, and so he gets turned into a cat. The Sanderson sisters go away until a virgin comes and lights a candle with Thora Birch. I forgot about Thora Birch existing. Yeah. And then I watched six different Thora Birch movies that weekend. So okay. I watched I watched that one. I watched the one with her and Bruce Willis and the guy from 30 Days of Night. I don't even remember that one. There's a lot of like uh, people breaking into the house. And then I watched The Hole, which if you don't remember, The Hole also had Kira Knightley. And it's about a bunch of kids who get trapped in a hole. <laughs> Listen, 
Something will fall in it. That's Something just will fall that's it. just physics right there. That's cause uh it's cause and effect right there. It was in Patriot Games with Harrison Ford. Oh really? Okay, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I didn't watch that one. I've seen that one, but I didn't watch that one that weekend. That would have been much better than the hole. <laughs> Listen, I remember I watched it as a kid. It was on stars one weekend when I was at my grandmother's oh, house. Oh fancy. Oh right, dude, my grandma, she had stars. She didn't have showtime, but she had stars. Did she uh, have HBO cards or just regular cards? I think she just had stars. And she didn't have Cinemax because she was worried I'd watch porn on there, which she was completely correct. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. like accurate, which is why I was watching Stars that weekend. Yeah. And cool. uh, and I saw exactly, and I saw Thor Birch. I was like, perfect. And I watched the whole. And I thought it was just this crazy, like twisty, turny movie, like no. best movie I've ever seen. It is twisty, turny. Not a good film. It's not, it's not the best film you've ever seen. <laughs> it's not. It may be at the time, but not even. But I think that was the same year I saw. Um, oh, what's the Stephen King one about the the prison? With Morgan Freeman. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawsh- I saw Shawshank Redemption the same year, and I was like, no, this is the best movie I've ever seen. And a lot of people would say that is the best movie of all time. I listen, it's still up there for me. <laughs> and of course, I saw it for the first time on TNT with of commercials. Course, of course. With all of my extended family. Like, we we don't have anything in common. We don't watch the same shows. Shawshank Redemption's a great movie. But Shawshank Redemption, like, that just pulls people together, okay? Listen, because no one can deny you don't have to be educated in film to know no. this fucking movie. Something is happening in and, the air when I'm watching this. And a new friend is my best friend. It's like watching Schindler's List. Y'all take something from that. Oh my god, I, I saw Schindler's List way too early. See, like, Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Like, why am I watching all these internment camp movies? Like, I can't, I could not handle as a kid, but also, I'm not a Holocaust denier now, so maybe, I'm again, cause and effect. I never forget, so. Right. So, like, maybe, maybe you know what? I'm going to show my kids Schindler's maybe List. Maybe wait till they're not four and five. Listen. Everyone should watch it once, I think. No, but you firm- should. I firmly believe that. Everyone should watch it once. Learn about the fucking Holocaust, people. Jesus Christ, it's real. It's real. <laughs> Did you know, actually, that uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of survivors, when they were, this was in, what, like in the 50s or yeah, 60s? Yeah, yeah. Um, it they, wouldn't be last week, dude. No, it might even have been into the 70s. I don't remember the exact dates, but okay. it's just off the cuff. 80s, of 90s, and now. I get it. Like, no, a couple different not decades 80s, there. 90s, and now is when I stop coming to the Um, But they... Petitioned the Supreme Court. Basically, someone in California was denying that the Holocaust had happened, and they... They won that case. I remember they this. They did. Yeah. And they basically made the Supreme Court admit, like, they took it as, you know... Fact. Like, right, it's legal is, precedent. This is, a, this is a fact that this happened. Yeah. And they had to do that because they knew that someday people were going to say that this hadn't happened. Yeah. They were already... Because there was already deniers, even in, you know, the 50s, 60s, whenever this was starting to go around. And they brought in... They, like, had shipped from... Israel from like in internment camps and stuff. They had shipped a bunch of evidence, so much so that the Supreme Court was like, "This is overwhelming. This is a fact that this happened, and it's in the record." So that way, like legally moving forward, no one could ever be like, "Yeah, this never fucking happened." It's one of the things like I, I see. I follow tons of lawyers on all sorts of social media that they can't. They don't do defamation cases about that stuff anymore. They're like, "No, no, you're going to lose this. Like, don't this is ever." Not even a case. Yeah, like, you can't even... do this. Like. <laughs> It's not the turn the frogs gay. It's not. Oh my! <laughs> listen, listen, Flora. My my wife is a dental hygienist, and she said like you'd think that there'd be other complaints about lots of different stuff with your kids. The biggest complaint they get all the time is people worried about fluoride turning their kid gay. That man needs to burn. <laughs> <laughs> listen, fuck that guy. I but mean... uh, but hocus pocus, and we're gonna talk about virgins. We're gonna talk about talking cats. We're gonna talk about zombies because this movie has it all, including a musical number. Yeah. So let's talk about the main people in here. So we got Bette Midler, 
We got Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. We got the kid from Erie, Indiana, and Thora Birch. I can't remember any of their names. Let's bring up the IMDb for Hocus Pocus so I can stop butchering this. Okay. Um, Hocus Pocus, IMDb. You're hearing this in real time doing our research because we got this. I also had the trivia page pulled up. Ooh. Um, so we talked about a little bit about what it was actually about. Well, let's get into some of the people. So Bette Midler plays Winifred, which is the lead witch. And the okay. most charismatic thing I had ever seen, probably at that point, but still now rewatching it, I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. Yep. Cause I like they're so fun. The 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 Sanderson sisters themselves are so fun. You forget they're trying to murder people, just they're murder children. To stuff the souls out of all the children. Exactly. They're just like so fun, and like I'm not rooting for them by any means, but it's really fun to watch them try to murder these kids. It is, and it, it I mean Disney I think does it really well, which is something that Disney has because I mean so many of their villains are trying to do really bad things. But they still make them likable. Yeah, like, they're still fun to watch. Right, exactly. It's not like I just, it's not like watching Boy in the Striped Pajamas where you're just like, fuck these people. <laughs> so then you have uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, which I, I've mentioned before. This was a sexual awakening role for me, seeing Sarah Jessica Parker be the Pied Piper of these little children. <laughs> I was like, watch them, I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. I yeah, get where we're watching this movie. I yeah, I follow her into the woods. Okay, all right. She needs to eat me. She needs to eat me. We do what we got to do, okay? <laughs> Uh, Kathy Najimy, is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. Um, she, <laughs> hilarious. There's nothing funnier than the bit where they, they lose all of their brooms because little girls steal them and fly away, which I don't think I ever heard the whoosh sound effect. They take off. They take flight with yeah. those. And my kids, because again, they're so observant, they turn around and they go, those kids fly away. I think those kids flew away on those brooms. I'm like, oh, no, definitely. And then my daughter goes, not going to be a good landing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the color commentary from her. But when so they lose their brooms and so they get other crappier brooms, like modern day brooms out of the broom closet, but they run out. So she takes the vacuum. Yep. Best bit ever. I love when they are going around and they're like seeing all the children and they go in and the guy is dressed as the devil. And they're <laughs> like and she and and specifically Mary, who is Kathy Najimy, that's the witch's name or whatever. Exactly. Um, is so funny in that what's what's the name of that uh julia roberts movie with the the clamping of the necklace she plays a hooker and falls in love with uh, uh the guy oh my not it's it's pretty woman i was pretty gonna woman. say pretty pink i was like oh we just talked about that it's pretty woman so the director of pretty woman is the guy that it plays the devil uh-huh. in Hocus Pocus. i was just trying to remember the name uh gary marshall very very famous director and writer and i didn't remember him being in this movie and i'm like is that fucking gary marshall like it was for no reason just like hanging out um and i was like oh maybe he directed it and i'm like no he didn't he just was around like that's one of those things where kenny ortega is like dude you want to come uh exactly dress as the devil real quick <laughs> and that's another like when you watch that movie one of the like when you think about like the critical reception it didn't do well right like the critics were like this is not a good film wrong yeah <laughs> the most wrong anyone could be but a lot of those when you look back so you have this you have hook honestly ghostbusters when you look at it critically not that good it doesn't it, like it's a good movie but it shouldn't be there's not a lot of plot there's not a lot of things that happen there's not a lot of character development it's, just, that, yeah. it's just fun exactly so hook is another one that we always talk about like nostalgia wise we love it but it's not a great plot in quotations critically and Hocus Pocus is one of them. If you look at that devil scene, they just walk into this dude's house randomly for no reason. Well, they're trick-or-treating. Trick or they don't understand what's going on. Exa- and well, kind of. But he invites them in. They're like, you want to hang out? My wife's in here. She's not going to be happy. And they're like, okay. 
and they eat some food they watch some tv and then she kicks them out and then you hear them fight there's no reason for it literally i'm sure gary marshall was on the set and they're like you want to shoot a scene they're like yeah and that's what (laughs) but there's no reason for it other than it's a funny scene it's like an snl skit essentially right yeah that's sort of the vibe that it gives me exactly and they just tie them together and now we see that carry over in our comedy when it comes to like stuff from our generation that we love like anchorman you take apart anchor like anchorman doesn't have a lot of plot it's like a lot of funny scenes that they put together yeah and uh nights was the first one i think of those movies that had a plot actually right like it's like no here is the story we're trying to tell exactly there is an arc for these characters you watch Anchorman. there's no arc (laughs) (laughs) and i love that film but again just like hocus pocus there's nothing going on there so i understand why it was like lambasted right like why they were like no not a good film but it's so funny it's so funny the 90s vibe in it is unparalleled it's so strong anything because it is so like so strong well, the, you got kids on bikes, you got parents being, like, neglectful, and then they were kind of there, and they kind of just, like, write them off, right, because they're talking about there's magic being involved, and they do a dance party for the rest of the night because they're cursed. You also have the pool scene, which mm-hmm. I think is iconic, because there's so many other films that have done, like, it's very, um, detention movie. Oh, Breakfast Club. Yes, yeah, running, like, running through the empty halls. Right, 100%. Yeah, you were saying, like, yeah. vibe enacted there. Uh, it introduced me to Boris Karloff because, you know, he's like, I'm Boris Karloff Jr. And I remember, like, I remember saying that as a quote, and I'm like, but who is Boris Kar- Karloff Sr.? Like, as a kid, like, like, I didn't know. I didn't know this, like, famous horror dude. Like, why would I? Like, it's not really, like, a, like a reference for kids our age kind of thing. No, it was definitely for for the wonderful Walt Disney. For <laughs> exactly. But, like, the mom being dressed up as Madonna and, like, pointing to her boobs. Like, I didn't understand that. But it is so 90s when you look at it. With all those things, even like we mentioned the bullies earlier, that was yeah. such a trope. Yeah. This movie is so tropey, and it, honestly, the the production, the set, like it feels really cheap too. Like half that movie shot in that graveyard, it's the same graveyard set, and it's so cheap. There's no background, but it works so well. It doesn't need anything. It, else. Not at all. It's just and like it, they just throw so many random things out there. Like Jason Marsden's, uh, I want to call him Salem. He is not Salem. Binks, <laughs> like. He's just so cool. Like, the, that idea is so neat. And it's got the same kind of animatronic from, as Salem from the Sabrina. The film being carried by an animatronic was so good. Because he's the best. He's yeah, the of best. course. He's With Jason Marsden, like, follow him on TikTok. He's hilarious still on there. But he's just an amazing actor. And he's got such a charismatic voice. Like, his voice, the timbre to it. It's just so entertaining to listen to. There's a reason why he carried the Goofy movie, right? Like, <laughs> like he's just so awesome. Even, like, he... He got the the raw end of the deal with Boy Meets World. He was a good character on there too. I agree. He he was the sidekick to Eric before Eric went silly. Yeah. But I don't remember his name. Uh, Jason, I think. No way. Was his name yeah. also Jason? I think so. I think. So. I don't know why that is endlessly entertaining for me. I think it's because I heard a story. There's a movie where Nicholas, um, not Nicholas Cage. I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson. Um, not The Shining, where he's named Jack in that too. But there's a movie where the character wasn't named Jack, and Jack Nicholson said, "Listen." This needs to be easier. <laughs> and they made it Jack. <laughs> and so whenever I hear a person's name is the same as like their character's name, I'm like, okay. Do they pull a Jack Nicholson where they're just like, listen, I need you to make this easier for me because I am real coked up. <laughs> listen, I'm not saying that it is the correct way, but it did produce a lot of art as we pull it. <laughs> I'm not advocating for coke use. I'm not. 100%. I'm 
said that. The same argument people make about Eminem's music, right? When he was on drugs, they say it was better, and it's like, good for him for getting clean. But, but also, was it that good to begin with? Like, no. <laughs> Come on. Uh, anyways. His name is Jason Marsden in the show. That's his first and last name. <laughs> I love it so. Ben is also so. I'm talking about that being like a like a Jack Nicholson type. Thing. That is also just a boy meets world type thing right there. Yeah. Because they would pull so many things like that. Where it was like, huh? Eh, fuck it. <laughs> Why not? Well, <laughs> like that episode where they pl- or like it is showing like the behind the scenes, like fake behind the scenes, where like Corey is is actually Ben Savage and stuff, and then they cut to the writers and they're just little kids. Like that is just that, that show is so meta. I'm not surprised at all that Jason Marsden's name was Jason Marsden. Correct. Anyways, though he was great in it, and uh, also one of the first times I saw so the zombie actor, uh, Doug Jones. Jones, Billy Billy Butcherson, right? Billy. <laughs> so Doug Jones has played everything. You might not even recognize him. He, I think the last thing I saw him in might have been um, The Shape of Water. Was it, was he that in the Shape of Water? He's in the Shape of Water. Yeah. He's in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, but he also played the same like thing, but could talk better in Hellboy. He played Abe, the Sapien. Um, he's gonna be in Nosferatu. Yeah, and he's one of those character actors who just looks great in makeup. He's super skinny and super gaunt, mm-hmm. so they can just cover him up with stuff. But I think he gets super underrated because of that, where it's always covered in makeup. He does such a good role as as Billy, and he can't talk. And he's menacing, but you know there's something else there because he hates the witches, Until right? Until the end when they cut his mouth around. Oh, I, it's so good. Like, Fuck you. Exactly. He finally gets to cut his mouth and he's like, ah, shut it. Because like, cause I, something I didn't pick up as a kid, he used to fuck the sisters. Like, that was like, the whole thing. He was in the Winifred and then he slept with the Sarah Jessica Parker yep, character. Yep. And, and they have the internal tension there. Yeah, and I love that she's like, hey, Billy. <laughs> not a zombie. It's just something I didn't pick up as a kid. And... Also, it's such a good horror movie because it has no rules. Like, there's two types of horror movies. There's the ones that have their rules but don't break them, right? Like, they set up their rules and stick to them. And then when they break them, it's fun. But it, they stick to it. And then they're kind of just have no rules. No like, rules. fuck it. And that is 100% this. It doesn't this. make any sense. If you suspend the magic that is happening for one second, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Like, they burn them alive and they come back to life for no reason. Like, they're so randomly. Thora Birch, I think, is one of the weaker parts of the movie. Just because everybody else actually is pretty charismatic, she's way too sincere is my issue. It's not that she's not a good actress. She's too good of an actress in this role, even as a little girl. Like, I actually believe, like, she cared about the cat. She cared about her brother. And everybody else is just hamming it up completely. Right. And, like, but she only knew one mode. It's like, good actress. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, like, Bette Midler, great actress. But she she was like, all right, this is is a jokey film. All right, I'm going to ham it up. The kid from Erie, Indiana is, is like, I've only ever been on Fox Kids. I don't know how to do this seriously. The the chick, like the the Jessica Biel lookalike, that's his girlfriend in this movie. Shaw. Okay, has she been in other stuff? Because I don't know. Three Ten to Yuma. I've seen Three Ten to Yuma. I don't remember her in yep, that. She's in that. She's in Eyes Wide Shut. The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, she was in Eyes Wide Shut. Oh God, that uh, is a movie I don't need to see again. Speaking of Tom Cruise. Yeah. No. Oh, big yikes. <laughs> um, but like she is feel like she didn't get a lot of direction they're like just be cute in this scene i guess and she's like okay she's just i think she's just there as a plot device not like even necessarily as like the love interest she's just there to tell them the story exactly and to lead them to where the thing is and then it's mostly about him and his sister like, yes it's not really about her yeah which a lot of times i know that we like complain about disney not getting agency and whatever but i really think she because the sanderson sisters are the focus and then, the, and then yeah they Max didn't fridge her or anything no that was her role was just as the same as the bullies right was just to lead them to a thing and to have the knowledge that they needed exactly which is once again about like the, the magic exactly like, somebody has to be there to give it to them because 
My kids actually were the ones that pointed out that the relationship between the brothers is a lot like Frozen. Like it's about yeah. their love. Yeah. It's not about. It's not about. And the here's exactly. It's here's the thing too that I didn't pick up because I was a really dumb kid. I thought Thackeray Banks was in love with the other little girl. That's what he said. No, it's his little sister. It's sister Emily. It's like a, it's like the cycle. It's, it's exa- exactly. But like, listen for this movie being only okay when you're thinking about it critically. It's a pretty good message. It worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I wish my sisters gave that much shit about me. Like they probably would have let me die by the hands of the, the, the witches. <laughs> they like, oh, shut up. <laughs> They would have been much more like Billy. Um, <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, is, like, that turn is so quickly. He's the bad guy in that scene until he cuts open his mouth, yells at the sisters, and then he's saving her. Like, he's putting her in the grave. Like, you're going to be okay. And they're, like, worried about Billy. Mm-hmm. That happens, like, 30 seconds. But, like, I believe it. Yeah. I care about him as much as I care about the cat who's been fun the whole movie. Oh, my God. The cat is the star. And, like, it's, like, a little mini shonen. Like, they just, like, start, like, <laughs> like basically like, recruiting people. The only way, that, the only reason it doesn't work out is the bullies, which I love. They leave them in the cages. Yeah. I thought that was pretty entertaining. And then the shoes. I just never had nice shoes as a kid. Like, when it comes to, like, like I didn't have Jordans or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, like, they're picking on him from, you know, not being in the small town. But they're dressed like they're from California. No, exactly. Because that was the style he's, of 90s. Exactly. Like, he's got full hip-hop outfit. And the other guy's got, like, full rocker punk outfit. And I'm like, okay, no one in our hometown could dress like this. They're upset because they're not from California. <laughs> so, like, I will say, though, that my love of New England, the New England area. Yeah. I mean, this is a big Oh, it plays. Part of it. This, yeah. Uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. It's a similar, it's that New England vibe, right? It like, is, it's a good vibe. I love, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I loved riding my bike as a kid. Like, the Stephen King, Kids on Bikes. Mm-hmm. But you can't match it unless you're in a small New England town on the coast, you know? <laughs> like, if that fog's not rolling in with the lobster boats, then what are you even like, doing? So if the leaves aren't rustling as I'm going down a lane that's been there since the 1600s, like, am I even living? No. So uh, we just watched I Know What You Did Last Summer, and you were like, yeah. it's actually not, like, really New England. It no, kind of is, but it's way further south. Yeah. yeah, North Carolina. And, but, like, I had watched it, and the one thing that did catch my eye that I, I didn't get on the first watch was all the plantation houses. They all yeah. have the pedestals, or yep. n- uh, not pedestals. The, tur- uh, the, the turrets. The, the, t- the turrets? They had the columns, the columns everywhere. I was like, oh, no, these, this is definitely further down south. But, I like, I missed that. But this had the full New England vibe to the point where, like, I'm on Zillow, I'm looking up houses. <laughs> and so, like, Salem, New Salem, and then I went all the way to the West Coast, and I was looking at, like, Northern Washington that has similar houses yeah. and stuff. And I'm like... Let me find some of these houses. And my wife, she gets all the notifications. Whenever I favorite a house on Zillow. <laughs> she's like, why are you looking and she was like, Lampster? And she was like, we can look in New Hampshire, but like, this house was built <laughs> in like 1600. Like, what are you doing? Like, buy a newer house. Like, we, we're Absol- not. The- absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, absolutely I want the chance. Like, I'm like, listen, it's got to be kind of haunted. But like, <laughs> benevolently. <laughs> not I want, the, I want the good ghost, you know? <laughs> So let's let's jump back into some of the trivia now that okay. we talked about the movie a little bit. So the animatronic cat would later be used in Sabrina the Teenage that Witch. Exact, well, of course, the exact Salem one. Obviously, carries that too. Carries <laughs> that, and I just I didn't know it was the same one. I was like, oh, same technology. They probably no, something. Like, same it was cat. the exact same one, which makes sense because it was ABC Studios, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it makes it like they just had it on their lot. They're like, hey, listen, we need a cat. They're like. Pfft perfect we got one so um during a, a later anniversary screen doug jones revealed the moths that came out of his mouth were real and i actually watched this clip oh, so what? yeah he was like so they put like the saran wrap in my mouth and then they put moths in my mouth oh. and i closed my mouth and then i just opened it and it all flew out 
I hate that. Yeah. That's that makes <laughs> me, as an aside, so I was walking in Detroit um, with my boyfriend. Mistakes already made. <laughs> well, we were going to Wings game. So we're walking, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my fucking god. I'm like screaming. And he's like, what? I was like, there's a rat! And it was. He ran across the fucking street, and then a second one, and the trash can was just shaking. And I started screaming and sprinting. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck? I said, I don't fuck with rats. Dude, like, you're in Detroit. It's all rats. So I was watching um, the Suicide Squad movie with my, with yeah. my friend Amy. And she was like, oh, that's too many rats. Like, there's not that many rats, right? And everyone got real quiet, and we paused the movie, and we all turned to her. And we're like, dude, we don't want to scare you. There's not many rats here. Yeah. And she was like, no. I was like, oh, rats are everywhere, bro. They're fucked up. So we just started bringing up numbers. She's like, but we live in a rural area. I'm like, they of don't. Of course. The rats don't care. They like, they like rural areas. <laughs> they like to eat your fucking corn. And she was like, where do they live? The sewers? And we're like, yeah. But it's just like as someone who didn't live in like a big big city, she had never seen like just seen like a rat with the audacity to walk out kind of thing. Like, oh. like that was that bold. I'm like, those ones are just bold. Like we have rats, dude. Yeah. Like There's maybe not in your home, like maybe your home's safe, but they're around us. So when we were looking at houses, right? Like we were looking far enough out from the city of Detroit because I was like, I cannot I can't fuck with rats. Like it's a problem it's, in any well, city you're in, right? Like c- scenario with a rat when I was very young. Was it like the scene from Fast Lady and Furious? No, Too Fast, <laughs> Too Furious, where they have the the dirty cop and he puts uh, the the rat on his stomach, and then he puts a a bucket over it, and then they burn the bucket so the rat's gotta like eat its way out. No, it was not like that. Because that's what I picture it's, when you say you had a problem with it's the rat. Similar to Lady in the Tramp vibes, where the rat's gonna eat the baby. But I was a baby. I was like a toddler. But, but you thought that rat was going to eat you. One of the first But were you a dirty cop, though? This is what I... No, listen, I if you're like, a cop, you got to tell me. I was like... I, was, I would tell you. I was, like, <laughs> I was like four. But I... So small, right? And 21 I, Jump Street. They start, they start them early. And I went upstairs, and we had just bought a new house, and it was in the country, but there were fields, okay. right? Like, in the surrounding area. Like, we had a little bit of woods, but not... Right. So, we were redoing the house, and I went upstairs to get something, right, from, like, our... our living room was like in the basement like in a basement level and i go upstairs and there are two fucking rats just staring at me like <laughs> but it's like this dark all i can see is like from the light from like the hallway and like one of my earliest memories fuck rats and they had like a new jersey accent and they're like fuck her up cut her johnny fell down the stairs screaming i'm gonna cut you up so bad you wish i wish i never cut you up so bad I do, and they actually, so, at the time, when they turned him, when he turned it down, they had offered him more money he had been paid for anything, ever, yeah, and right money. after that, he did Titanic, and yeah. then made that amount of money times, like, four. Well, because but, you don't go from what's eating Gilbert Grape to Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's eating Gilbert Grape is a fantastic film. I love Hocus Pocus, and the nostalgia factor is way higher than what's eating Gilbert Grape. But, That's a much better but film. But he deserved a fucking Oscar for that. Like, my dad will say, and, and I say this, like, with the grain of salt, you know, that his his terminology is not great. He's like, I really believe that boy was a special. Like, I believe that they had went and found a special boy to play God. that. And I know that that's not the correct terminology, but he was like, it but was that, so convincing. Exactly. No, like, I under, I understand that. And also, it's like the, the Ben Stiller thing. It's like, uh, from Tropic Thunder, where, like, he has that terrible role, and they're like, you never go full. And, that was just something that we didn't see a lot of mainstream movies do is the thing. Right. Like you saw a lot of like afternoon special movies, like the buttercream gang or like the even Stevens movie. It wasn't even Stevens, but the one with, um, 
I, I forget, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, and, and, he, and he played an autistic kid. You didn't see that a lot right. in mainstream movies. So, like, yeah, Leo was like, no, listen, like, <laughs> I can act. I can act. <laughs> Which is, like, really cool, but come on, man. Can you imagine him? Think about this. So, one of the things that we're going to jump in on the second half is they're doing Hocus Pocus 2 right now. And they're yeah. kind of shooting, like, people had been wanting it for a long time. There was a lot of social media campaigns. And then they started to be actual talks. And then, like, Sarah Jessica Parker was like, yeah, I'd do I'll it. Do and then Matt M- M- Midler's like, listen, we fucking making this movie? <laughs> so then, <laughs> like, it and it was kind of one of those things where, like, it just kind of naturally came about. And then Disney was like, fuck it. Like, well, <laughs> give me all the money. Right? So... But they, one of the things that they can do, because Disney's just in a very different place when it comes to their films, and especially their nostalgia films, when it comes to how yeah. much money they can put towards it, the sets are not going to be like they were. Not, Which so, must be sad, a little bit. A little bit, but right? But also, it wouldn't hit the same, because now we're older and we know the movies can be better. So, better. right, there's a whole subgenre, so I follow a lot of these behind-the-scenes things. Being in Michigan, whenever there's, like, a, like anybody shoots like a movie here in Michigan people run around and they try to find it because not a lot of shit happens in Michigan at least nothing good right our water sucks and uh you know <laughs> end the <of> list <laughs> but so when they were shooting Batman versus Superman I became a part of these these groups they're like no we're gonna go find out where it is mm-hmm. because they just cast extras because there's no agencies or not as many agencies yeah, for the film isn't a huge industry exactly so they started casting people so i started following all these groups that are like no no no. if you want to be uh, extra on these movies we just basically show up and they just start casting them so when they shoot in rural areas there's like these these crowds of people that are basically in these gangs are like all right we need 17 people in this <laughs> shot and i found one of these groups are like listen i found the set of hocus pocus too and people were like no you did they really did guess what they did though they're not filming it in another new england town they just built a town because disney has that money now they built an entire town for hocus pocus 2 they're like this is new england <laughs> <laughs> because disney has that kind of money and it needs to be a rural set so they don't have to find a small town fuck it we'll just build one how many houses do we need we can make that uh, the scary thing is, though, that's what happens when you get into, to, like, ghost cities. Like, you look at a lot of parts of Asia where they build these cities that don't have inhabitants anymore. Yeah. So, like, I worry about Disney fucking that up. Because they've done it several times. There's a bunch of different places. Um, there's there's a city uh, it's outside of Dubai. Um, and it's a fake city. It's just got a bunch of Disney castle-looking houses because this was built and then they couldn't sell them. So it's yep. very arrested development where you got these like <laughs> random like development zones. And I worry that one of these times I'm going to be like rolling through some rural part of new England. I'm just going to find the town from Hocus Pocus two empty. I mean, that would be a good, I mean, they could at least make it a tourist thing because the, the film has such a strong, yeah. That, you, I've been to Salem in October. Like, yeah. Actual, like say, and like there is a strong, like, First of all, obviously Salem, the witch trials, all that, you know, like, classic, actual historical. They didn't burn witches, people. They hung them. Actual historical kind of stuff. But also, there's a huge Hocus Pocus, like, market. I love that. It's just like, like, there's, like, cottage industry. (laughs) Like, it's just Hocus Pocus. Oh, I love it. But also, uh, just as an aside about the Michigan um, film industry, that they have been, like, uh, the governor here has been trying to roll out, like, get bills passed to try to draw people because Grand Rapids is like becoming a more up and coming yeah film film area it's close to Chicago you know that kind of thing um and like they normally when they shoot here they only shoot for like a couple days at a time and then they go back to Atlanta which is like you know yeah a place where people right, are shooting so, so her whole part of like when she ran was I'm gonna try to bring some of the industry of film yep. here because we already have some people that come in and use like the cities and stuff like that Batman have, versus Superman that was right, that whole thing exactly we have like a, a and parts of Transformers too I think right? yeah and like the UP they use for like like out west 
Yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah. And it's closer. And there's nothing there to get in the way. Exactly. So, but they just passed it. I think this past this is in 2021. So more cuts. So we're gonna see more uh, things here in Michigan. Yeah, I don't know exactly how the incentive works. No, it's it's usually it's usually tax incentives. It's cuts for for permits and stuff like that. It's the same thing they do in Georgia. Tons of Canada shoots, like yeah. Well, that's I mean, Vancouver and Georgia, or like Atlanta area, are normally where you think of like a lot of film industry. And with Georgia being such a like divisive topic, like right, right now, now, like a lot yeah. of places are trying to pull out of there. Same yeah. thing with Texas. Texas didn't have as many cuts, but there were still a lot of things shot there. People are pulling out left and right out of like Texas. So it'll be interesting, in Michigan, especially because Michigan is on the cusp. You know, like yeah. it, it flip flops all the time, red, blue. Yeah. Cause you, if you're in the rural area, super red. If you're in like a cityscape, it's like it's blue. So, the people bringing a more like like liberal structure, like like Hollywood. You know, any yeah. sort of shooting here, like that's interesting. Like, it, it is interesting. I think it's exciting to see. I mean, any industry coming to Michigan, blue, yeah, yeah is fascinating. It's just nice to see like them trying to do something other than just rely on automakers. Basically. Well, exactly. And like as someone like I've worked in the auto industry now for a decade I, as a technical writer for all the bigger companies, and watching them like flirt with leaving but like this is where we are but also we don't do anything here anymore like our headquarters are here but we're not like it's right. fine um they came back a lot during the pandemic so uh general motors specifically left new york yeah. and they moved a lot of their headquarters stuff back here which their headquarters was always here in quotations i worked with a lot of people out of new york let's just say that <laughs> you know and even like vw has like a huge like like uh location that they just built over here so like Michigan's kind of coming back, but it's still hooked on automakers. To see, like, the movie industry come here is really interesting. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to work with the whole strike that's happening right now. I don't know if you know anything about no, the... Yeah, yeah, about the film actors and, like, the... Or so the, that, the production... The production, stuff, yeah. yeah, units. I can't uh, yeah. think of what the F-I-A... I, yeah, I-H-T-S-E or something like that. Um, But, yeah, so they're striking. And so I'm interested to see, like, what that means. Because Michigan, while we have a, a big, like, presence when it comes to unions. Big union presence. We also have a big presence for scabs. So, I mean, like. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is, like, a lot of people get a, you know, the unions get a bad rap because, like, reps take stuff and, and yeah. don't really care about the workers. There's good unions and there's bad unions. But a lot of it is because of cities like Detroit, though, where there was a lot of corruption. And 100%. And such a high concentration of union workers just with the UAW. And so it's, like, it's easy when you have that, that and, you, and you have the people that fight unions the people that like you know are trying to make the money yeah. they it's easy for them to paint the unions as the bad guy when a lot like a lot of union stuff sure like if you're on the other side like i worked in a union building but i wasn't union mm-hmm. like oh those guys get 45 breaks sure but that union is also the reason why like they're allowed to get a full night's sleep before operating heavy machinery yeah exactly you know like <laughs> it's, it's, it's give and take. there's a lot of union workers in the up too which is actually why surprisingly a lot of times the up will vote um Blue. Really? Uh, really? Like because of because all the, the mining up, yeah. that's up there, and so it's a lot of union workers that like need to be because that's dangerous work. Like. <laughs> so I'm an insane person, and I had to. Um, I had to is the wrong word. I did. Chose to. <laughs> I chose to shoot some footage of some mines for a D and D game. See, this wasn't there was no content being made for this. It was just for my friends. Um, and I had to get a permit to go into this mine and I had to work with the union to be able to go in there and, (laughs) and they were like, listen, like we can barely keep our people alive. So good luck. And I was like, (laughs) and it was the most, again, it's like the, the being so naive. I was like, 
so it's safe, right? And he was like, no. Like, what are you talking about? And I was, you hear the words that came out of my mouth? And I was like, oh. And he was like, listen, like that's why you're starting this stuff. Like, this isn't safe. This is a bad idea. <laughs> Don't tell your wife. <laughs> I told her afterwards. Um. So anyway, so back to Hocus Pocus. It is interesting that they're that they're putting that kind of production value. Who knows? We might see part of this shot in Michigan. That'd be exciting. Um. So the uh. What we got? Sarah Jessica Parker talked about uh, how uncomfortable it was to get strapped in, so she just said, "Just leave me on my broom in between takes." <laughs> so she just started keeping like books up there so she could read it, uh, which is pretty interesting. Let's see anything else. The Devil's Dog was Kathy Najimy's. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like bring your dog into the shot. So, what are your favorite moments of Hocus Pocus that we didn't talk about? Um, I love. I love the whole movie. It's so good. I love when they go to her house to the to um I can't even think of Allison and yeah. the the love interest quote yeah. unquote. I love when they go to her house because it's like this big decked out thing and he's and, because he's taking his little sister trick or treating, which I think is very cute. Also, yes, one hundred percent, and that is so real. I have a little sister who was always like, "Take me trick or go with me." See, my sister's always had to take me trick or treating. Yeah, and I was like, at first, you know, when I was that age, I was like, "Ah, oh, I want to," but I did. Now I'm like, I'm glad that I did. You know, like it's it's nice that I did. Not that you're not trying to get laid on Halloween night. It's like it makes sense. Like, well, I mean, and that was before. <laughs> a lot of trunk-or-treating, which is how a lot of people do it now. Yeah. it's, like, safer because you're not going to people's houses. That makes it complete sense. But it was when you were still going door-to-door, and so it was, like... With no supervision. Drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and we would, you know, like, get in the truck. And it, go, yeah, like, being in a rural area, that was something that people can't really relate to, is if you didn't just live in town or couldn't get dropped off in town to walk around, your parents would drive you up to someone's house. You'd hop out, trick-or-treat, go get back in the car, and you would drive the several miles yeah. to the next house. Exactly. And people were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Everybody had candy. Like, exactly. Like, they were like, I don't have any candy. I didn't expect any kids because I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Exactly. That, like, pull out the full Adam Sandler. It's like, you got a stapler. Yeah, like, exactly, a new DVD exactly, player. Exactly. Like. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that scene. <laughs> but yeah, her house being like the rich thing, that was the... They, they don't play it up very like very much at all but there was a little bit of that class like yeah. commentary there it's like oh she's super rich he's super poor kind of thing which he was his house was still gigantic I just, when they do the bobbing for apple it's just it's just so funny like it's so i was like is this what is this what i need to do as a halloween party like i think I so i don't know if i could do with that classy <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a classy enough house you have a big fancy house but it's not classy enough it's I, <laughs> like I said, you need a smoking room. You got to get some like velvet rope and block off a certain area. You know, on some of the furniture. We have the humidor already downstairs. <laughs> it's full of cigars. Like <laughs> I don't smoke. I hate. I hate smoke. I really but, don't I, smoke but I. But I do want the big velvet rope. That might be what I get you for Christmas. The big velvet rope to block that area. There's off. nothing in it. It's empty right now. Perfect. It's just echoey. Yeah, but then it's, then it's like VIP area. <laughs> but when the dog barks, it just echoes throughout the house because there's oh, no that's scary. in the house because you came from a thousand square foot apartment. <laughs> and we bought a house that was many more square feet than that. So before we jump into the Kevin Bacon game, which I'm excited for. Okay. Um, what do you think? Like, normally we do, like, we talk about the old thing and the new thing. The new thing's not out yet, right? We were a little yeah. preemptive on this. So what do you think Hocus Pocus 2 is going to be about? So I guess there is a book, which I didn't know. That yeah, I didn't know it was based on until I watched it recently. I was like, oh, shit. And it has a sequel. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it does, but I don't know what it's about. I hope it's that they come back again. Uh, they're well, they're bringing like, back them. That's well, the whole they, movie. They could do like maybe it happened before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they've been resurrected before, before this. Yeah, time and that we see and they have the built-in thing. So like, obviously the actresses have aged, but that's the whole thing about them, right? right. Is they're, they're trying, trying to get younger, young. so it still works perfectly. Um, I'm interested to see who else they bring back. Like, Thora Birch isn't doing a lot of stuff right now. The kid from Erie, Indiana, which I keep saying that. Let's look up his name. I don't 
Uh, Omri Katz. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Again. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, not doing a lot, right? Classic. Um, Doug Jones, actually, out of this this cast, like, other than the, the, the witches, like, Doug Jones is doing a lot of stuff, so maybe he can't come back. I could see McGee as Thackeray, but older, um, th- which doesn't make <laughs> sense. But No, but, like, he's doing a lot of stuff, so, like, if you're looking for names, that would get the NCIS crowd in, you know? Oh, that's true. Let me put a, put a commercial on CBS at, at 8 o'clock or whatever the hell the NCIS is on. I don't know. Man, I haven't watched <laughs> <laughs> like, I was watching Jag with my mom. I love Jag. But, First of all, I would still watch Jag. I know, but she's got to have surgery done on her shoulder, so she's just like, like you know, cooped up at home. And I was like, "What are you, what are you doing right now?" She's like, "A marathon in NCIS." And I was like, "How?" Like, there's yeah, like you've a, already seen it all four times. Exactly. There's like 400 seasons. I was like, "You should see where it intersects with Jag." She's like, "It doesn't do that. It's not like when you watch like the Disney shows. Like, where did it happen? The, the timelines. Like, there was Jag." And then there was NCIS. There is a little bit. They bring back some of the actors. Exactly. But it, but you can't, you don't, it's not like when you watch the CW Arrow shows, oh, the Arrowverse. Oh, the Arrowverse. And it's like, what's the watch order? There's no watch order. You watch JAG, you watch NCIS. I love JAG. You should start watching West Wing. Start watching a better show that is. And she likes what I recommended that, and I recommended Newsroom. She's yes. got HBO Max, yes. she's never seen Newsroom. And I was like, oh, you'll love this. Aaron Sorkin, like, do it. Uh, I recommended it to my mom recently also. <laughs> She's like, Eric Sorkin, I love her. And I was like, there you go. That's all you I'm need. interested because, like, not to get too political, your mom likes a lot of the right-wing Aaron Sorkin. I'd be interested to hear her thoughts on Newsroom with it being yeah. extremely liberal. Yeah, I'm interested to, when she watches it. I mean, she watches Game of She's watched Game of Thrones, too. Game thing, of Thrones is fantasy liberal, no, 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 though. I know, but I just mean, like, she's not... She's not the type of conservative that's like, I'm only watching, right? But, like, she watches all kinds of media. True, but I'm more interested to see, like, like if she's entertained by Newsroom is more oh, my yeah. point. I bet she will be. Yeah, I that's, like, because it's just so, beliefs, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> right, and, like, exactly. she's still gonna not, she's not gonna change. That's not gonna change her, because, I mean, like. He can't, but. I mean. Does she listen to the show? Do I need to edit this part out? I'm no, not, she okay. She's not on the show. <laughs> Like, my my mom's like 100. She listens to the show. Sorry, mom. My mom's not 100, but like I don't think she. My does. mom's not 100. Okay, either. She's, like, she's 61. I don't think she listens to any podcast. What? Yeah, she just isn't. That's not her thing. Oh God, I. But I just. It's it's like when I hear about people who don't don't read comic books or like I've had people say like, oh no, I don't really read. I'm like, at all? At all? Like there's there's a lot of things. So Kyle and I get into it all the time. Not about. But I'm like I was like. He hey. doesn't read a lot of books though, right? No, but he reads a ton of news articles. Right? So <laughs> yeah. his whole thing is like I'm reading. I just don't read. Like I is so many just like so many news articles. Yeah. Like about things that I'm just it's boring. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife reads a lot of research papers. Yeah. Like she's up. To, she can tell you anything about teeth. Like she's a yeah. dental hygienist, but she's like up to date. Like she does the yeah. research. I don't. I mean, I uh, now because of COVID, like I started actually like reading shit. Now I don't do my own research, but like when they're like, "Hey, like there's a new study going," on. I'm like, "Okay, what did they find out? Like, are we gonna survive? Is everything okay? Like, I need to understand this." And going to college, like I know a little bit about like research papers, but like I, I read like books, you know? What I mean? Like I'm reading novels, I'm reading biographies and shit. Like I'm not, I'm not big into a lot of the new stuff, but I do like read a lot but when people say they don't read period i'm like there's lots of different kinds that's like saying i don't i don't listen to music it's like period like there's lots of different kinds so exactly like, like it's a medium it's not a genre there's lots of shit in it so when people say they don't listen to podcasts i was like why not you'll find one that you like i promise some people just don't like to be talked at though. You know word I mean? like, right sometimes it's just i mean for my mom i think that's her biggest thing is because she is in hr yeah so all <laughs> that's day, all she's doing all is getting day, talked at she's high up in hr right so all day people are talking at her and to her and 
and she's like how can you not be conservative if you work in hr like you got people complaining like just all, period all day. And she's like, i see these dumb fuckers that keep their job and you know like and, I, and she's like everybody's got a master's degree now and she's like everybody signs it with their master's degree they're like i don't care that you have a master's degree you still are breaking whatever protocol it's just like like my mom the exact opposite she works at walmart and i was like how can you be conservative and work at walmart like that's so like like that's like the, the problem of the country right? but like it's just like i don't understand i'm like you're so poor like you poor thing like let, let's get you some socialism and they're like fuck you <laughs> so what do you how do you think that ties into hocus pocus 2 do you think they lean into the people that are watching it now is it pure nostalgia is it the oh it's pure nostalgia so do you think they're gonna do like an anchorman 2 where it's like this is the exact same plot they're just a little bit older i don't want it to be the same plot i don't want it to but what do you think it's going to be i don't think that it will be the exact same plot i think it will change in some sort of formulation but i obviously it'll be some sort of resurrection so that part how far can you deviate Right, I think you know, I think you have to fit similar. I think it's going to be a lot more of the nostalgia jokes hitting on. So like a lot of the jokes are like, oh, he's got a CD player. What is that? Like yeah. stuff like that, or like he he does the the fire alarm and it makes the sprinklers go off. Yeah. And you're like, oh god, it's like fire rain. I I think it would be interesting if they came back and it was like it'll be millennials, right? Yeah, that'll be the like yeah. parent. I hope it's millennials. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Normally I'm just muted, but we're together, so like it's okay, it's so. I, th- I think that if, if instead of, like, being afraid, they were just like, oh, my God, this is the coolest, like, like classic one. Like, this is amazing. And they, like, don't give their kids or their yeah. schools or anything, but they just, like, make them, like, an icon. Basically, they go on tour as, like, a rock group also. Exactly. Like, I, I, could, I could see something like that happening and, like, that, like, so they're just getting fed children, right? <laughs> like, right. Or, you know, like, they make a deal with some sort of corporation yeah. or whatever. I think they might go even past that a little bit. They might make them some sort of protagonist. Like, not like you're rooting for them necessarily, as much as it's more from their point of view rather than the kids. Yeah. Because when you have these nostalgia plays, it's hard to make them the bad guys fully again because you're watching it for them. Like, they're the breakout stars of the original, right? So it's really, that movie was kind of split. Unless they get someone super charismatic as the backups. It's like when you watch Elvin and the Chipmunks... You're watching it for the chipmunks, you know. <laughs> You're not watching it for whatever the guy. Yeah, I for, I forget the guys. It's not Alvin. Alvin is one of the chipmunks, but you know what I mean. Like it's whatever that guy, Elvin David. Is, yes. Yeah. Alvin, Simon, Exactly. Yeah, those are the, those are, exactly. But you don't yeah, care about Dave. Exactly. So like, I I could see them doing something more like that, where like they have to overcome or something. I don't know, but I, I could see it being fun. All right. Anyways, now to the real point. The people, the reason why people tune tune right. in is the Kevin Bacon game. Right. So I'm gonna pick a hard one for you, Doug Jones, Billy Butcher. Take that. I told you I was gonna start throwing elbows. You're fucking with me. So Doug Jones, good luck. And I'll know if you Google it because I'm looking right in front of you. You can't get me. <laughs> I don't know anything that he's in aside from this. So you think about that. Who you got for me this week? Let's do Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Because we talked about him a little bit. No, I think it'll be Armored Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me! Come at me! Uh, what's the name of the dude who's the Eminem wannabe from Degrassi? Drake? No, 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 no. no <laughs> Drake's not an Eminem wannabe. No, say, like. no. So it's a white kid. It's the in, in like uh, Degrassi: The Next Generation. He kind of grows up and he's like he dresses exactly like Eminem. Mm. 
Um, I can't type in Eminem wannabe from Degrassi, but if I type in Degrassi, <laughs> <laughs> Degrassi wannabe rapper, next generation, maybe? you'll know who I'm talking about. The reason why I was bringing it up is a little known thing. So I mentioned that Omri Katz was in Erie, Indiana. They, when he left the show, it got canceled. Yeah. Then they made another another series that was like an alternate dimension. It was still in Erie, Indiana, but it was like an alternate version of it. Mm-hmm. They met up one time. Oh. <laughs> and it was that kid from oh, the grassy. Oh, crossover. <laughs> exactly. Double circle. <laughs> so people are like, what the fuck is Erie, Indiana, and why do we care? Well, I mean, you don't. But <laughs> You don't, but here's what I have to tell you. Uh, he's, not, he's not famous enough to be on the front page of the grassy next generation. He stops that one kid from getting shot at one point. I really don't know. I haven't. I mean, and like, I love accidentally... Degrassi, but there is so much of it, and there are so many people. Like, not that that could be, but knowing an actor's name aside from Drake and Nina Dobrev because she's in that Drake music video, and so that's the only reason I remember she was in Degrassi. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. You know, okay. Let me pull up the Drake. <laughs> Drake music video, Nina Dobrev. <laughs> There's also other Degrassi cast members in the music video. Hell yeah, there is. You know Degrassi is still going? Uh, yes, I did know that, actually. It blows my mind. It does, really? So just just watch the, the I'm Upset video, full-on Degrassi uh, reunion. That was pretty cool. But they didn't have my man, Daniel Clark, which is who I was they talking about. That, that is the guy who um, played uh, the other Erie, Indiana kid. Uh, if you don't know from Degrassi, Daniel Clark played um, Sean Cameron. He played Sean on Degrassi. Know, I don't know who that is. Look at him. Look at him. Okay. He was like the punk kid. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, he turned to like the, the hip hop kid. Did he smoke cigarettes at one point? Yeah. In the show, I think. Yeah, it was a big thing. It was a big thing. <laughs> that was like part of his arc. I don't. I yeah. Mean, the arcs are all the same. Like. Exactly. But he stopped. He stopped that kid from like shooting them, and then he shot Jimmy. He did. Or he already shot Jimmy. He was like, I already shot someone today. <laughs> No, definitely, definitely. But with, like, the Degrassi shoot on it. Jimmy was, like, a it. good dude. Cause, like, they shot him, and I was like, oh. Well, because those bullies tricked him into it. A little, yeah. little uh, Degrassi, uh, like, prelude for you. But, anyway, so Kevin Bacon game. So, who'd you give me? Uh, um, um, Omri Katz. Yes, and I you did. picked Doug Jones. Okay. I didn't pick. You picked for me, and I don't know anything that you've been in, so I have to go to Hope's Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll do mine real time here. So Omri Katz was in Erie, Indiana, one episode crossover with Daniel Clark, because that's all I got. I guess I could probably do somebody from Hocus Pocus, right? Right. Much easier. But I love Erie, Indiana, so I could go there. I'm not. I'm not. Because this is why I lose. It's because I have fun and I entertain the people. You're right. I'm throwing elbows this week. I already said it. I'm throwing elbows. So we got to go with somebody much more famous. I'm going with uh, Sarah... Okay, well, you gotta go through. So, obviously. are we gonna. Sex are, in the city, obviously. So, we gotta do rock, paper, scissors because whoever goes first, I'm just, we're just gonna one up the other person. Just, how about you can't use the same. Well, no, because I'm. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker makes sense. No, I mean, we both use Sarah Jessica Parker. You can't use the same person from Sex in the City. What? Oh, you're gonna use somebody else from Sex in the City? I wasn't even gonna use Sex in the City, so you go ahead. Okay, well, I was gonna use. So, I was gonna go through Sarah Jessica Parker in okay. Sex in the City. 
Um, I did not watch a lot of it, so that doesn't really help me. But I not know that really. there are, are a ton of guest stars. Word, word. Um, and so, based on the time frame, I want to say that there is probably either Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, or Bradley Cooper. Were they on that show? Uh, I mean, I feel like they must have guest starred. Like that. Oh, like, so you're just like taking a guess? You're just like, oh, right, I'm stabbed in the dark. Like one of those three. I don't know if you if, like. I don't know how to go anywhere else but there. I mean, maybe. Why? Why are you just like pinpointing those? <laughs> because they were in a lot of rom coms at the same time. Vince Vaughn was on. Okay. So I'll help you there. Okay. Owen Wilson wasn't, but Vince Vaughn was in okay. the episode. Of... Bradley Cooper potentially also was my other guess. Because he was, I was just was thinking of Wedding Crashers, honestly. <laughs> when are you not thinking of, the amount of times you're like, but Wedding Crashers, though, and I'm like, it's fine. You're like, what are you talking about? It's the best movie of all time. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. And Vince Vaughn was in uh, Anchorman. Okay. With Steve Carell. It was in Kids Who Love with Kevin Bacon. So what's that? So you got, uh. Sarah Jessica Parker. And then, then Vince Vaughn to so Steve Carell. To Steve Carell. So, so that's three. three. So that's three. So I got to beat three. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I'm going to text myself so that I can remember. Yeah, I you got to yeah, keep score. Scoring. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll post that here um, next week. So you did that. So I'm going to do, I believe, Sarah Jessica Parker was in Footloose with Kevin Bacon. Really? I'm pretty sure. She's in Footloose? I'm pretty sure. Let me see. So that's one, if I'm correct. I had like an inkling. I was like, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure she dances with the, the pen. It's not Sean Penn. It's the brother. Christopher Penn. Penn. I'm pretty sure that was his dance partner with Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, Rusty Rodriguez. Score. I, didn't, I, I did not even realize that. I, it was a reach. I forgot until I said Sarah Jessica Parker out loud during the Kevin Bing game. And then it was like, yes. They were in a movie together. Well. Woo. Finally one. <laughs> so that's. It's a one, one degree, yeah. one degree separation. So I had three. And this is when we find out Omri Katz was in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you. That. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Um, he might have been. In, I put Terry Q instead of Terry Moore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see the. Terry Q is what they called me in high school. Kevin Bacon game. Here we go. The Oracle of Bacon. The Oracle of Bacon is a, it's one of my favorite websites of all time. That's what I check Artie Monitor. Good call, good call. Uh, Omri Katz, he was in Matinee with Kathy Moriarty, who was in Digging the China with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, so it's going to be one every or time. Or John Goodman, he was in Matinee with... John Goodman. John Goodman was in Death Hunter. Or he was in Hocus Pocus with Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, so, so it's going to be Aldo one. Yeah. Doug Jones. Doug Jones is in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, which I didn't know was Lawrence Fishburne, who's in Mystic River with Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yeah. Mystic River. Mystic River is a good one. <laughs> that was one I haven't heard of for a long time. Well, so that was because we, like, had talked about it or whatever, and I yeah. saw that John C. Riley is in it. I was like, I could go John C. Riley, Mystic River. <laughs> when you when you brought that up, I was like, oh, man, Blast in the Back. This is just like when we talked about the paper trail for, like, two hours. I was Chase. like, yeah, paper chase. Yeah, paper I was like, I haven't watched paper chase since I was, like, five. Yeah. Like, I guess well, I watched that one. But I watched Mystic River, and my mom's like, why are you watching Mystic River? <laughs> because I need it. Because the there's so many people who are in it, and I totally forgot about it. So we're going to wrap up there. So I, I beat your ass finally. Yep. Like I said, I'm throwing elbows now. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe on all the different um, podcast networks if you'd like. Drop a review, five stars, please. It super helps. goes a long way. If you like this content, head on over to campykillcreations.com. Check out our other podcasts, Slovenly Trolls. Check out some of our comic books over there. We have our first full-size comic up for sale growing up. 
like it buy it it's awesome it's super nostalgia filled like if you like the 90s if you like never ending story or toy story it's for you um if you want to support us even more head on over to patreon.com slash right in the feels no sorry patreon.com slash can't be killed creations and you can drop a buck or two it helps support this podcast helps support our other podcasts keeps the lights on keeps chicken sandwiches in chelsea's pocket all the important things in life we'd be super grateful um and that that's it for the for the podcast an oxidamon yeah.